Hello. Hello. We have just done the catch up episode. I realize we say that every week and people are probably like, for fuck's sake. We, we know. Want, <laughs> if we want to listen to you talk more crap, we know that we can do that. Yep. <laughs> we enjoy hearing ourselves talk, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will sometimes put the podcast on in my car when I'm driving. <laughs> it's good to hear what other people are hearing. Yes. It- and I sometimes do laugh like at myself i do that yeah <laughs> just like what i said was so funny i'll be like yeah good one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oh, but God. this is a true crime episode we're off of the mountain finally yes i had a bit of like i don't know stress this morning when i was cycling here and then i was like wait no i don't have to do anything today no. i just have to listen and probably cry exactly <laughs> yeah i'm sure you actually will yeah and i've been stressing today trying to prepare a special episode for next week because it is actually our year anniversary which is just bonkers i can't believe that was last year i know so we're trying to mark it with something a bit different we'll see um, I mean, it is a year, but it won't be our 52nd episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Illness and other things have got in the way. We're Life. Not, we're not too far behind. I think this is like our 44th. Yeah, that's not bad. Exactly. Like, we're only yeah. like, what, eight episodes? Yeah, and we've had Difference. Christmas off and things like yeah. that. So, yeah. We've done, we've, I think we've I'm done proud. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so this week we are looking at the murder of 24-year-old Annie Lay. Uh, oh, I'm guessing you recognise the name. I think I remember you vague, briefly telling me what yeah. your episode was about, actually, now. Yeah, it's a bit of a gnarly, sad one. Mm. I mean, they're all sad. Yeah, um, we say that every time as well, yeah. but it's true. They are all sad. But exactly, all in yeah. different, different and same ways. Yeah, <laughs> different things will hit you hard about each different yeah. case. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Annie Lay was sadly murdered on the 8th of September 2009. Mm. So I can't mentally math how 14 long years ago. There we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, before we get uh, to the harrowing end of Annie's life, um, I first wanted to go back to the beginning of her story. So we're just going to go... Grab your timelines. Exactly. And, we and let us go back to 1985. Ooh. So Annie was born in 1985, <laughs> surprisingly. Um, she was born in San Jose, California. Okay. Um, she wasn't that much older than me, interestingly. No. I don't I just realised I put that in I was just like oh that's a bit narcissistic of just being like <laughs> <laughs> like bringing it back to me <laughs> it was a frame of reference for me <laughs> so her parents were Huang and Vivian Lei mm-hmm. um, and they were originally from Vietnam mm-hmm. um, and Annie also had a brother called Chris um, I did try and find out if he was older younger same age mm-hmm. um, but I couldn't find it out anywhere okay um so yeah, he yeah. could be anywhere. It is around awkward that. with research sometimes, where just a bit of information just doesn't exist. I know, and it's like, come on, why is why can't I find anything out yeah. about this? Like, <laughs> it's good that he's got his privacy, mm. um, but I just wanted to know was he like nowhere said her older brother or her younger brother. They just mm. said her brother. Yeah. <laughs> 
Sorry. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, during their childhood, Annie and Chris, um, they lived with their aunt and uncle. Okay. And I put in their three children and their aunt and uncle's three okay, children. Yeah. So like their cousins. <laughs> yes. Um, but they didn't consider them their cousins. They actually considered them their siblings. They Aww. were that close, which was really sweet. That's lovely. Now, they lived in Placerville, California. Okay. Now, this place... Placerville. <laughs> I'm struggling today. Uh, it had also been called dry digging. Okay. Which I feel is a very like sad name. Just yeah. Like, it sounds like it was not it's a fruitless. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, it's not somewhere that sounds um, <laughs> very yeah yeah great for making a living. It's dry digging. <laughs> mm. Um, and also Hangtown. Which is a great Yeah. Hangtown. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, Surprisingly, Placerville's the better name of yeah, the three. I did think it was interesting. Yeah. And interesting that it changed names a few times. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but Placerville, Dry Digging, Hangtown, however you want to refer to it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a hip like bar, Hangtown. <laughs> yeah. I need to go there. <laughs> Or like a, that would be a great name for a climbing centre. Hangtown. Hangtown. Yeah. Dry digging, not so much. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was this like ultra remote area and Mm. it had a population of about 10,000. That's it. And if that wasn't remote enough for you, um, the aunt and uncle's house was actually not even in the town. Okay. It was actually deep within the local woods, several miles from the town. It was in the woods. In the woods. Okay, that sounds so cool and terrifying at, at the, same the same time. At the same time. I had conflicting thoughts about yeah. that as well. Gosh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, by all accounts and recollections, um, Annie and her siblings, I'm including her cousins in that because she did, Mm-hmm. Um, they had a good childhood and like, well, why wouldn't you? You've got the whole woods to play in. Yeah. Like, You're not lacking for space and exactly. freedom. <laughs> wow. Did you know why they lived with their aunt and uncle? Or? Um, because her, it doesn't actually say, but I think her mum and dad went back to Vietnam oh, for a okay. bit, And then sure. they came back later. Yeah, fair enough. And by the time they came back, they like didn't want to disrupt their kids mm-hmm. and... Yeah, Which, okay. They're Just putting a, them first. Yeah, I was going to say focusing on what, yeah. what's sort of secure for them. Exactly. And Annie herself, she was like really focused and driven. Um, she worked really hard at school. Um, she'd actually decided she wanted to, she were, she wanted to pursue a career in a STEM field, but she hadn't at that point settled on what it was she wanted okay, to do. But sure. she loved all STEMy <clears throat> things. Yeah. I wish I was like that because then I'd be able to make money. <laughs> but everything <laughs> yeah. I like doesn't make you money unless you're really lucky. <laughs> um, so. With her working hard attitude and being so focused, in 2003, when she finished from high school, she was actually voted the most likely to become the next Einstein. Wow. Which are some big boots to fill. Or yeah. little, I don't know how big his no, feet were. big eyebrows to fill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and crazy hair. Yeah. Um, she was also her class valedictorian. Okay. Which we don't have here. And I was no. just like... I know it's a good thing, and I know it's to do with your grades. It's like the top 
grade in the class, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's the one who has the highest grades in that class. Mm. And then you have to make a speech. So oh, like... I would not know. <laughs> I'd be like, that is reason enough to be second best. See, it's really weird because you are so much more like <laughs> outgoing than me. But I'm not afraid of that sort of like public speaking stuff. I hate stuff. public speaking. But you're an actor. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like I can speak in front of people. No. And like do presentations and stuff. <laughs> like fine. I hate it. <laughs> um, so yeah, she was just really, really, really bright. Um, mm. And she wasn't one of those people who was super bright but just like coasted by and was just like yeah i can get by i don't need to put in the effort Mm -hmm. like she was like super bright but wanted to push herself and Uh like be so driven Mm -hmm. so with her efforts in high school um annie managed to get a hundred and sixty thousand dollar grant for college oh wow which seems like a fucking shit ton Mm. and so much more than uni would cost here but i don't actually have a reference for whether that covered all of her uni costs or not yeah i know that american universities i think they're a lot more expensive what university did she go to at university of rochester in new york and she studied bioscience Okay. But yeah, I tra- I looked it up and I was just like, I don't actually know. Because some said that it would have done, some put it as really high. Well, apparently the annual cost 2020 to 21. Yeah. Um, average cost is around 31,000. Okay, so it should do. And then with like accommodation and stuff. and So yeah, she probably didn't have any yeah because they normally do like a four-year degree don't they so it roughly covered it it. should have covered it (laughs) so yeah um and it was there while she was studying her undergrad degree that Mm -hmm. annie ended up meeting the love of her life and future fiance jonathan widowski oh that's such a cool name (laughs) Wadowski. It's from Monsters Inc. Isn't it? Like, I know it's no. not from Monsters Inc, but it's in Monsters Inc. Wazowski. Oh. Is Mike Wazowski. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very I close. Do li- I do like it with that Wadowski. Um so yeah, after she'd finished her undergrad, Jonathan stayed in New York <clears> and he was going to Columbia University in New York, not Columbia. Okay. Um, and Annie, she got accepted to study for a doctorate in pharmacology at Ooh. Yale. Oh, wow. Like, even over here, we know of yeah. Yale. She is a smarty pants. Yes. Wow. It's wow. Gosh, so impressive. imagine that. I know. Like, go her. <laughs> yeah. At the time. Mm. I um, wish that someone would give me a scholarship for, like, doing a PhD. I know, I'd love amazing. to do one. Um, she was taking part in lab work um, for her doctorate and her goal was to look into which enzymes could help with the treatment of diabetes, cancer and muscular dystrophy. Mm. Um, Wow. And to achieve that, she was monitoring the effects that different drugs had on mice. Mm -hmm. So it's just incredible. Like She was literally trying to cure cancer. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Um, oh. Now, if that wasn't enough to be focused on, <laughs> <laughs> Annie, 
Danny and Jonathan had also set a date for their wedding. Aww. So they were going to get married the 13th of September 2009, mm-hmm. which I love because I love the number 13. It's my <laughs> favourite number ever. Yeah. I don't it understand it. certainly yeah. <laughs> wasn't a Friday. Good. <laughs> I cannot imagine wanting a wedding on Friday the 13th. I <laughs> You'd do it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then every year you, for your anniversary, you can watch all the Friday the 13th films. Yes. <laughs> Except it wouldn't be, it would be like every six years, it would land on a Friday again. True, yeah. yeah. That's tr- I guess, yeah, every six years you could then yeah. relive the fun. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, but bringing it back down to earth sadly jonathan and annie would never get the chance to share their wedding day together Mm. and the future they had planned would shortly be stolen from them in the worst way so can't we just focus on the good stuff and then just end it there i mean that's pretty much the end of the good no for fuck's sake yeah i feel sad already already, so so in the lead up to the wedding annie was busy with preparations, studies, and also all her interests outside of her doctorate. Mm-hmm. Um, she had made her own veil. Oh, wow. Which, where do you even start with making your own veil? I don't know. How, how, how? do you make one? I just, I don't understand. Do you I have don't... to collect spiders, have them make <laughs> silk for you and weave it? And I don't know. I think, I think to make lace, you kind of like, almost knit it in a way but is it lace a veil yeah lace mine was like oh what was yours made out of very thin see-through stuff (laughs) (laughs) i don't know when i I went wedding dress shopping and they were just like what sort of material do you like it's just like i don't know the names of these materials like it means nothing to me Do you like tool? Do you like organza? Do you like this? Mm-hmm. And that? I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, show me some, and I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you if I like it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she did that. Uh, she'd also written a newspaper article exploring women. Oh, fuck's sake, I cannot speak today. Women staying safe, especially when on campus, mm-hmm. which becomes. Tragically oh, ironic. Really... Oh, later. Was this like foreshadowing? Yeah. Oh. So, five days before her wedding, Annie went to her lab at 10 Amistad Street. Okay. Um, but later that night, her roommate reported her missing as she never came home. Oh. Um, police initially thought that Annie was essentially a runaway bride, right. theorizing that the pressure of the wedding and planning had gotten too much for her. But but it's five days before the wedding. All the planning is pretty much done at that point. Yeah. And also just, I don't know, I just, I hate that that's a go-to and it's like, but she's clearly excited about it. Yeah. And I don't know, just don't just go to that as the assumption. I feel like that should be like a... Yeah. After we look for them, we'll consider that. Not a, we won't look exactly. first off. <sighs> and like, with me, like, with all the wedding planning and that, yes, there were bits that were stressful in the mm. lead up, but five days before, everything had had to have been sorted mm. and we were able to pretty much just look forward to it and be excited oh, at God, that God, that must have been so nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem with ours. Everything was 
being done by us yeah so long and all of it was in ways that had to be so last minute yeah because you like baked your own cake yeah baked our own cake we cooked our own buffet yeah we did like everything ourselves and did all the table decorations ourselves yeah we did all those yeah and all of that stuff meant that the, the week Leading up to the wedding was the most stressful because we were like, we have to get this done, that done, that done. And it was like, oh my God, the wedding so can't much. happen if we don't get these yeah. things done. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, prob- for most people, that week leading up yeah. to it, you were just going to be excited. And like, she's made her own veil. Like, yeah. you're not just going to skip out at that point. No. <laughs> you wouldn't think. No, it's very unlikely. So they didn't do anything as usual for the first 24 hours even oh. though the first 24 hours as we know from the first 24 hours i was just about hours, to say we literally have a show named that because it's so important exactly <laughs> but so often <coughs> we see police not doing anything mm. until yeah. after 24 yeah. hours whereas i kind of feel like like i know that resource wise it, it's difficult but i kind of almost feel like it should be more like you put that effort in for that first 24 hours yeah. and then rethink stuff if exactly. you don't find anything. But 24 hours later, with no one having heard from Annie still... Oh, her um, poor fiancé. Yeah. Um, the last time she'd spoken to anyone, it seemed, was when she was on her way to the lab the previous day. So at this point, the FBI actually started interviewing people. Woo! Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I- about time. <laughs> now, there was one lab tech, remember there was a lab tech, okay. um, who said he remembered seeing Annie at about 12.45pm the day she went missing. Mm-hmm. His name, just to stick a pin in it, mm-hmm. was Raymond Clark III. Okay, are we going to want to stick a pin in him? More than one. Oh, great. Um, now, as well, it was all her friends, fiancé and family said it was really odd that no one knew where Annie was or what she was doing because normally she'd be constantly, like, texting her friends, her fiancé. And, like, I was thinking, I was just like, yeah, Josh would notice if I didn't text him. Yeah. Because, like, we text each other so much throughout the day if Mm. I'm, like, at work. Yeah, if I didn't message Troy at all through a day and then was gone from the house when he got home, he'd definitely think that was weird. Yeah. Um... And yeah, they all just said that going radio silence would never be something that Annie would do. Mm. Why do they never listen to the people that know them? I know, right? Rather like than just saying know them. Yeah. Like rather than just saying, Oh, they've probably run away, listen to the people saying they wouldn't do exactly. that. Like So the <coughs> investigators did go back and search Annie's office at the university i believe okay um and they saw her wallet and phone were still there right so again like where's she gonna have fucked off to without that exactly um and at this point they were starting to get the feeling that maybe just maybe she hadn't gotten cold feet or whatever and that it might be something more sinister now obviously in a lot of cases like this the spouse or someone close to the victim is the one that police need to be looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so investigators did look at Jonathan, which is sensible. Um, but he was quickly discounted because he had like a verifiable alibi. Oh, good. Um, he also passed a polygraph test, but that's by the yeah, by. Yeah, like, 
Right. Whatever. If you're a stone cold killer, you're gonna probably pass it anyway. Exactly. No, but um, now after ruling out Jonathan, um, police got a hold of the CCTV footage for Annie's like uni office lab building area. <laughs> Very technical, there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you painted a picture that <laughs> <laughs> spoke a thousand words. <laughs> Um, so there was like her office at the university building and then there was also her lab at a different building, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they reviewed the footage and they saw Annie enter her lab, her office at the uni mm-hmm. before leaving the building and then walking towards the lab on Town Amistad Street mm-hmm. and then on CCTV there. They saw that Annie entered the building at 10.09 a.m., mm-hmm. which is very precise. Yes. But it's CCTV. It does have a time stamper. <laughs> <laughs> and after she entered the building, she never exited again. Oh. Ever. Okay. She would do very, very much later. But it wouldn't uh, be her. What? <laughs> she would later, but it wouldn't be her. Yeah, the age. I think we just need, it's one of those things yeah, we need to find exactly. out. Um, what? So, we'll, we'll move on. You'll know what I mean at the end of the episode. I hope so. Uh, so, they carried on watching the CCTV footage. <laughs> they weren't just like, well, she's entered the building, yeah. so let's just stop. Um, and they noticed that sometime between 12 and 12 30 mm. the building had like a fire drill thing i put oh. fire drill but then reading more about it i think it was the fire alarm went off um and like sterilization sprinklers activated to okay. sterilize one of the labs right okay so it wasn't exactly a drill but it wasn't because there was an issue yeah and it, it was... wasn't unexpected yeah um okay so it was meant to sterilize that yeah, lab okay. i think so so, with the fire alarm going off, everyone obviously exited the building. Mm-hmm. Now, they searched and searched through the CCTV footage looking for Annie. Oh, or yeah. You anyone that miss might her, yeah. have been Annie. <coughs> or even anything that could be Annie being removed from the building dead. Mm. But they saw nothing. So, they concluded that she must still be in that building. Okay. So... This was considered to be even more for definite. Mm. When police looked at, they had like these key cards mm-hmm. that people would use to get into the building, to get through doors within the building and move about it. Okay. So, and there was a log of all of these. Mm-hmm. So they looked at that um, and they were able to like track who was there and where they were going within the building. Mm-hmm. how long they're in the rooms and so on, which must have been really useful because they didn't have any, like, CCTV cameras inside the building. Why? That surprises seems like a big me. oversight. Especially in 2009. Yeah. The CCTV is pretty normal then. Exactly. Huh. But looking at the key cards, they did start to build up a map of Annie's movements, mm. and they saw how her morning went after she, like, swiped into the building. Mm-hmm. So they discovered that while she was never seen leaving the building, at some point that morning, her keycard also stopped being used. Oh. And with this information, the police started to realise that some bad shit had gone down. Yeah. Um, And they finally treated the lab 
and the rest of the building as a crime scene. But it's been like days. Yeah. And it's a lab, so there's going to be loads of cleaning being done, there's going to be loads of just activity. Now, this bit's really eerie and uncomfortable and Mm. heartbreaking to me. Mm -hmm. With the police and the FBI now operating under the view that Annie was still in the building, alive or dead... One of the detectives working the case, he was like in the middle of having dinner with his family when he was like looking at his daughter and it just struck him she was the same, like similar sort of size to Annie. Oh. He asked her if he could pick her up, which okay. she was like, yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, and after doing so, he just couldn't stop focusing on how easy she was to pick up. Okay, so Annie was quite small. Yeah, she was really little and petite. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... With that, this detective started to wonder if someone had done just that, like picked her up and put her body in one of the rubbish bins. Mm. Yeah, she's that easy to like manhandle around. So Mm. he shares this thought with other detectives the next day um, and they start working out like what rubbish comes from the building and where it goes. Mm -hmm. So there was four types of rubbish, general rubbish, Mm -hmm. animal waste, Mm -hmm. Animal bodies, Aww. which is really sad. So I could just never do a job like that. No. That is no why they do and yeah. why it's beneficial, but, but it's also horrible and yeah. I couldn't. I still just can't agree with animal testing. I just can't. Not harmful animal testing. It's so, yeah. Especially the ones that are so needless where it's just like we are going to like keep on doing this until all of them die. Yeah. Like let people volunteer to have testing be done on them i don't know some people probably would (laughs) um so yeah and um also recycling okay now these rubbishes see but they've literally got a rubbish for bodies yeah so like you know that's gonna be what going to an incinerator it was like throw off the dogs if they brought dogs in no because they'd be attuned to like human bodies. But would it mask it? If the sheer know. volume possibly. I don't know, because like, they can detect stuff in like gallons of water, can't they? They can detect yeah. like a drop of blood in like a swimming pool or something, can't they? That's sharks. Is that sharks? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they don't a dog stick its muzzle under the water and sniff. <laughs> oh yeah, they'd have to like... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they can though, they use them at rubbish dumps. <laughs> oh god. Well I feel really dumb. Um <laughs> guessing the bodies one is going to like an incinerator i hadn't thought of that but now you've said it yes yeah. i would assume so it's like that would be the sh- easiest way to get rid yeah. of somebody and they like looked in all the places where they were getting sent and they were just like at night nothing here but you're yeah. right surely they like, how could they be sure with the body yeah because like at the vets and stuff if you don't take your pet if they've been put to sleep i know yeah they go to like an incinerator like i can't imagine not taking your pet no 
Or like if they get like neutered and stuff, then all the like spare Falls. bits go in the like in an incinerator, <laughs> don't they? So. Burn the balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, after looking through all the rubbish mm-hmm. and where it went, um, three days by the end of that had passed, and oh it's gosh. now the eleventh of September. Oh my God. Um, at this point, investigators are just losing hope that they'll find Annie yeah, alive. Yeah, she went missing on, what, the 8th, did you say? Yes. Yeah, so this is, like... Three days now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they're still sure that she must be in the building, so they carry on, like, looking at where she might be. Um, they managed to rule out her lab in the rubbish. Mm. Um, but then over the, those three days, they'd continue to analyse the keycard data. Okay. And they noticed that Annie goes into her lab at 10, mm-hmm. 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then not long after entering her lab, Annie's card is then recorded going to a nearby room 11 times in a short space of time. 11 times? 11. That's a lot. If that wasn't bizarre enough... Mm. The room only had one door in, and it's right at the end of this, like, dead-end corridor thing with nothing else coming out of it. So, like, nowhere for her to go as well. Yeah, it's like, why do you keep going to that room? Yeah, was there something kept in it that was, like, relevant to her research? Well, investigators' curiosities were peaked. (laughs) Picked, peaked. Peaked. Um, so they're like, you know, we'll just go down there and check the room out, just like see what it is. Mm-hmm. So when they get there, I put the wrong there in my notes, and it's really annoying me. <laughs> I was gonna say no one would have known. I know. You just outed yourself. It's <laughs> bad at grammar. <laughs> no, because I noticed uh, when they get there, they discover that it's just like this boring ass storage room oh. that no one ever really uses. Right. And obviously it's like, well, that's fucking odd, because why the hell would Annie need to keep on going to the storage room? Yeah, 11 times. I mean, if you even if you needed something from there, you'd go, like, once and Yeah, then... or if you forgot something, maybe a second time? Yeah. But 11. Like, I put in my notes, I'd be getting the heebie-jeebies if I was there. Yeah. Ugh. So, detectives did get the heebie-jeebies, mm-hmm. and they felt that this isn't right like this is no not no. <laughs> this is no exactly that's what they put in their police report <laughs> yeah. they got to the room and it was just like this is no <laughs> <laughs> um and deciding that it needed some closer inspection they decided to turn off the lights and get down on their hands and knees which what just the sounds fuck? odd <laughs> yeah um and use like their little flashlight torch things. Oh, okay. They are using lights. <laughs> yeah. Because um, they wanted to look at ground level, like across the okay. floor, to see if anything stuck out as odd or like it shouldn't be there or out of place. Okay. Which seems like a really long shot to me and not something I would have thought. Yeah, no, I was going to say this seems a very odd choice. <laughs> yeah. But miraculously, with this bizarre investigation technique to me clearly pertinent yeah (laughs) there it is they spot a bead on the floor oh which like niggled in the back of their heads some like (laughs) recognition i love all the gestures you're making we need to be on like youtube not just a podcast (laughs) now obviously with it being a storeroom 
Mm-hmm. Like, to me, the odd bead falling off of someone or something would be surely possible. Yeah. But then my thought process also went, ah, oh, but it's a lab environment. They probably are meant to keep it really clean. That's true, and probably not meant to wear jewellery to a lab. Well, I need to wear jewellery oh, to okay. a lab. I'm guessing it was okay Oh, um, fair enough. Yeah. They looked at the CCTV footage image thing they had of Annie, mm-hmm. um, and the bead that they found on the floor yeah. looked identical to the brown beads on the necklace that Annie was wearing the day she went missing. Oh. Now, I would... Initially, I was just like, I would be thinking the worst had happened to ha- mm. Annie at this point. Yeah. But detectives were still hoping that they could find her alive like maybe she was just hiding or i'm surprised they are thinking this when she went into this building never came out and it's been three days days. like where would she be exactly (laughs) and like they said the discovery of the bead Mm. to them implied that at the very least, Annie had been involved in a tussle and yeah, like, exactly. trying to fight someone off. Yeah, which would instantly push me more towards thinking yeah. she's not alive. And I went a little bit back and forth on this, and I was just <clears> like, <throat> would it though? Or could she have just like caught her necklace mm. and the beads went flying? Yeah. But then, at the same time, they only found one, which would mm. indicate someone tidying up. True, unless that's why she was back and forth a few times. Maybe. But but anyway, yeah, they wanted to believe that Annie was alive, but possibly stuck, injured, or hiding somewhere. Mm. So they started banging on, like, these metal panels in the walls. Okay. Um, and they were, like, shouting and calling her name and listening for even the smallest response from Annie. But mm. there was none, just, like, this deafening silence in the room and the despair oh. that it brought. Oh, that's just freaky. Yeah. So... Continuing to search for any sign of Annie, detectives started to, like, move things about the room, see what was behind them, under them, above them, mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, <laughs> and they moved this one, like, particular, like, metal trolley thing. Like, you know, like, storage trolley Oh, thing. okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and they moved it away from the wall. Mm-hmm. And there... Behind it was what looked to be a mist of blood on the wall. Oh. Just, like, lots and lots and lots of, like, little spots of blood. Oh, just, like, speckling. Yeah. Um, And seeing this, one of the investigators, um, when they talked about the case later, um, he said that at that moment he thought it looked like aspirated blood from, like, when someone had coughed it out. Oh. Um, And he said that it was at that moment that he just knew Annie wasn't going to be found alive. Oh, gosh. Which is the awful. weight of that yeah. just sudden realization. Oh, of just like all this time, and there's the proof that yeah. we're looking for her body. God. Um, so yeah, seeing this and the bead, um, efforts to search the whole building were like started. Like they were just like, okay, she's not gone out. We've now found this. Like we need to comb the whole mm-hmm. of this motherfucking place. Yeah. So they started searching an inch by inch determined not to miss anything mm-hmm. um they even removed like you know in an office building those like styrofoamy like ceiling types oh yeah they even like moved those mm. and it was behind one of those in the space above them that they found a latex glove covered with blood oh. and a bloody sock oh so obviously things were going yeah. from bad to worse. yeah what a weird thing though to find just those 
two things up there? Like, why they, is there stuff that's just, like, dotted around? Yeah, and they do find the others later. But so not why are they not the together? Building. Yeah, it's, that's weird. Because yeah. also, again, if you're in a place that you can dispose of, like, medical waste, yeah. I just thought you could just put them in that bin in a way and just put it, it down at the bottom a lot less suspicious yeah but i'm glad that whoever did this was an idiot yeah definitely now they spent another two days searching the building before the detectives made any more progress with finding annie mm. and then in what is like an awful like a conclusion of fate or like tragic irony or like i can never come up with the right word for what I'm meaning. But mm-hmm. like we were talking about on, um, I think it was our catch-up episode, like you know how just fake and just sometimes with dates and things like that be yeah. just cruelly ironic. Mm-hmm. Like that. Oh, um, it wasn't like on the wedding, what should have been the wedding yeah. day. On the 13th oh. of September, on what would have been Annie and Jonathan's wedding day, one of the detectives noticed a really strong smell, which he recognised as the smell of a body that was decomposing. Oh, God. Um, the detective tried to pinpoint where the smell was coming from. Um, he was, like, in the toilets when he noticed mm. it. Um, and searching around, he noticed that the smell was stronger down near the actual toilets. Okay. Um, and that's where he spots a metal access panel, like uh, low down on the wall by mm-hmm. the toilet. Um, he alerts the other detectives and they get the panel open. Mm-hmm. Um, and they notice that it's just covered and smeared with blood behind oh, the like fascia. God. Um, they also noticed that one of the screws on the internal frame was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing because it was unscrewed at one point by someone else, removed mm. and put back. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, when they'd done that, the screw had been lost. So when they moved some of the insulation material aside, um, uh, the detectives found Annie's body just oh, stuffed in there. Oh, and How disgustingly yeah. just like irreverent to treat somebody's body like that and just trigger warning for like sexual abuse Mm. skip forwards if you want a few seconds but they also noticed with annie's body that her underwear was down by her ankle and her bra pushed up oh god now the space was so small that even with the small size of annie the effort to stuff her behind the panel had resulted in multiple broken bones, oh, um, including her collarbone and her jaw. I don't know how somebody could do, do that. that. No. Oh. And it was with this discovery um, that the next step for detectives was to break the worst news imaginable to Annie's family and fiancé. Mm, yeah, on, on what should have been his day. wedding day to her. Exactly. And oh, instead God. of getting married you're having the heartbreaking news that they've found her body. Yeah. God. Um, I just... No. I'm so glad I can't imagine... Like, oh. uh, detectives that did it, um, they said it was one of the hardest things they've yeah. ever had to do and ever will do. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, um, after breaking the news, detectives now had to discover who could have done this to Annie, both for her family but also for themselves. Yeah. Um, it has to be someone who works there. Yeah. And it has to be somebody who 
probably knows her. Exactly. I mean, like, especially because it's such a personal. Yeah, and it's in this lab. Yeah, it's got to be. You know, the likelihood of not knowing most people yeah. in that building is slim. Exactly, and but, like, as you say, to get into the lab, you have to have one of these key cards. Yeah, right? but it's just like they're not. They the way they've treated her is like they don't see her as like human. No. It's just disgusting. Like, like you wouldn't treat an animal like no. that. No, like the description of it made me think of how you like stuff like a packamac back into a bag. Yeah, like, or like a sleeping bag or a stuffed yeah. toy. Or, it's how you yeah. treat just like a thing. Oh, just that's an inconvenience. Yeah. yeah, that's just yeah, yeah, like no thought, no care, just trying to just get push, it out of the yeah. way. Yeah, that's just horrible. Oh, but. And there wasn't any CCTV in like no. any of these rooms. No, it is. I later. I, I don't cover it later. Um, but I did read briefly that um, after this, uh, Annie's family did actually um, sue the university mm. for its like lack of safeguarding yeah, its good. students. Like mm. they said, you haven't ensured their safety well enough no well no something like this can happen yeah. that, nobody's safe in a place where one person isn't safe no like oh um but yeah with the detectives um they focused on determining who else had used their key card on the 8th of september mm-hmm. around the same vicinity as annie mm. and they came up with three potential suspects okay so two of these suspects were contractors who worked at the lab on occasion okay. um, but they were quick quickly ruled out as suspects mm. um, I think they had like alibis and oh, yeah. weren't, were probably like in a different area of the building mm-hmm. at that time and stuff I'm guessing I can imagine who the third person is yeah the other suspect was a lab technician mm. who worked at the animal research lab that Annie used he was 26 year old Raymond Clark the third yeah and detectives mm. weren't able to rule him out mm-hmm um raymond it turned out had been the last person to see annie alive at 12 45 p.m right um he'd been initially interviewed at the lab building um and he'd told investigators that while he'd seen annie that day he didn't know where she was right um and all that they'd done was exchanged like highs and buys mm-hmm. now detectives remember that the whole time they were initially interviewing him Raymond seemed calm relaxed personable and talkative which also if you hadn't been involved but were upset about it you wouldn't be acting like that exactly like uh, that's a good point I mean, I don't know, tune into our, like, catch-up episode for the details, but, like, me being pulled over by the police. Yeah. When I knew I hadn't done anything, yeah. I was freaking out. Exactly. Like, you don't, you don't just act nonchalant just because you're innocent. No, let alone for something like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, detectives say that he didn't really raise their suspicions initially. Oh. Um, he'd also taken and passed a polygraph test, um, which, again, sort of, made them feel a bit more like uh, probably are we sure it's him Mm. um but then raymond slipped up and mentioned that annie had been on her way to leave when they'd exchanged pleasantries and afterwards he'd actually seen her leave the building carrying mouse food and notebook so he's a lying piece of shit yeah because annie never left the building and detectives knew this Mm mm-hmm so 
Detectives started examining Raymond's keycard in relation to Annie's. Mm. And they noticed at 10.11, like we know, Annie entered the lab. Yep. Then at 10.40, Raymond entered the lab. Okay. And then that's it. So nobody else in or out. No. And Raymond, he continues to move about the building with 55 different key logs the rest of the day. Uh Uh-huh. But Annie, apart from the odd entries to the storeroom, her keycard is never used again. Right. So, going back to the CCTV from outside the building, mm-hmm. detectives also noticed something interesting when the like fire alarm happened. I'm guessing because they were looking back to confirm that Annie didn't leave because Raymond had said she yeah. did. So when the fire alarm happened, Raymond exits the building mm-hmm. and he goes to sit at a nearby park where he like sits on the steps up into it okay. and he just puts his head in his hands. Right. And if you watch the footage, which I did, to me, it maybe it's biased knowing what happened, mm. but it looks like you can just clearly see Raymond thinking, shit, mm. how do I deal with this now? I can't even, I'm not even in the building to clear this up. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. See, I had been thinking that he set that kind of alarm to go off. No. So that he could move around the building and sort everything out. So obviously not. No. Oh. I completely fucked with him. Yeah. So, seeing all this, detectives theorised that on the day she was murdered, Annie went to the lab and that Raymond entered not long after her. Mm-hmm. Something happens with him, I'm guessing trying to sexually assault Annie and that not working out for him. Mm -hmm. And that leads him to strangle Annie, at which point the fire alarm goes off. Yeah. So with this, detectives try to gather as much evidence as they can now. They they want to be sure that he gets fucking sent down. Mm -hmm. So they send off Annie's clothes for forensic analysis. Mm. And this comes back with the result that Raymond's DNA was on the clothes. Oh, what a surprise. Showing that he'd had physical contact with her. Yeah. And also no one else's DNA was on them apart from Annie's. Well, yeah. Is that um, her cause of death then? Strangulation. Yeah, strangulation. Yeah, yeah I realised I skipped over that, but I didn't want to focus too much on yeah, the what death, happened to yeah. her. Yeah. That's horrible. Um. So, yeah, then on the 15th of September, so two days later... Um, detectives were granted warrants to search Raymond's apartment and car. Mm-hmm. So in his apartment, they found bloodstains on his kitchen floor. And in his car, there was clothing that was also covered in blood. Okay. Further to this, um, in the affidavits that were later released, mm. um, detectives mentioned how Raymond tried to clean up blood at the crime scene yeah. and hide a box of wipes when talking to detectives mm. that had blood spatter right. on it. If, um, I don't want to focus too much on the yeah. grisly stuff, but if she was strangled, where did the blood come from? Um, there were scratches all ah, over her. okay. Right. Yeah. So just, like, yeah, bodily wounds. Yeah, her trying oh, to fight him off, I think, and oh. obviously the attempted sexual assault. Yeah. And, oh. Yeah. Um... And then obviously, like, the strangulation, I'm guessing it wasn't instant, hence the coughing up the yeah. blood. Yeah. Because it sounds like that's what finished her off, but obviously she suffered the broken bones and yeah. the assault, and mm-hmm. so I don't think it was so just a quick. brutal attack. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Um, so the CCTV showed that 
as well that he'd left the lab building at the end of the day in different clothing than what he'd entered with. Mm-hmm. Um, they also found boots belonging to Raymond with blood spatter on them. Right. Um, and a lab coat with Annie's blood on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also matched his semen to that of the mm. semen found in yeah. Annie's body. Mm-hmm. So, on the 17th of September, Raymond was arrested. Good. Now, years go by before he stands trial, frustratingly. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until January 2010, I suppose, just over less than a year, because it was September 2009. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, yeah. Just a few months. Yeah, not years. I guess yeah. my maths. Um, <laughs> but he pleads not guilty. Right. At this hearing is he fucking serious? Yep. Oh well, I'm not sorry because I mean he'll get a harsher sentence when he is presumably found guilty. Well, that's what he realised because oh, on the 17th fuck. of March in 2020. Oh no, 2010. Yes, no. <laughs> 17th of March 2021. Oh. No. Sorry. 2011. I know. I was going to say, I was like, how have we jumped like a decade? (laughs) The following year, 2011, Mm -hmm. um, he changed his plea to guilty of the murder of Annie Lee as well as attempted sexual assault. Right. Um, But in an insult to what happened... Mm. He didn't enter a straight guilty plea. I'm sorry, what? He entered an Alford plea. Oh, right, where it's like, oh, there's enough evidence for you to yeah. find me guilty. I'm not saying um, I'm I guilty. I didn't do it, but you'd find me guilty if I stood trial. Yeah, he's like, the evidence could point to me conceivably, so I'll accept that. Yep. Wow. Um, Piece of shit. But then in his sentencing hearing... He tells Annie's family that he's sorry for what he's done. He apologised for taking Annie away from all her friends and family and said that he, like, he regretted what he did. That doesn't sound like he's not guilty. No. That sounds like he's guilty as fuck and he knows it. Yeah, but at this point, obviously, he'd already got his Alford plea accepted. Oh, this doesn't like change Absolute that then. wanker. So an admission of guilt after that doesn't yeah, mean that... that you t- can't be retried, can you? And that's the sentence you've been given. Oh, wow. You absolutely absolute of shit garbage garbage human sack yeah he is a human sack (laughs) Um, Jesus so yeah with him pleading guilty with his Alford plea Mm -hmm. um, he was sentenced to 44 years in prison so it wasn't as low as it could be Mm. Um, how old did you say was 26 yeah so 44 it'd be 70 yeah um, and he won't be out until 2053. Okay. But, like the human sack he is, he still refuses to give any reason for why he did what oh, he did. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. I was going to say, why? He was... refuses to say. What the fuck? He like, did they apologises for doing it, mm-hmm. but he refuses to say. They did, like, he they worked didn't know at each the other. Sa- He worked at, because um, Annie conducted some of her research on the mice mm-hmm. and he worked in the like mouse lab bit. Right. so he saw her so they were her kind of colleagues in a way yeah just, so he probably because he was just a lab tech fragile masculinity yeah and she's like this really bright star of a woman yeah exactly feels oh. inadequate then yeah. she rejects his advances mm-hmm. not that we're saying there's anything lesser about being a lab tech but just you no, know but you can toxic see masculinity exactly. wise i could see that yeah. you're kind of like 
toxic masculinity means that men who have that mindset would see a nurse as being lesser than exactly. a doctor even, even though, though they're both very different jobs and very hard yeah exactly like. and both very necessary yeah so um oh how does like he's not sorry no how dare he try and apologize if he was sorry even if he'd done it yeah like even if he got to the point of having done it if he was sorry he wouldn't have stuffed her into a fucking exactly. toilet compartment and he had a girlfriend as well at the time oh my god and she actually stood by him and what? his family at the trials oh, it's so hard though because yeah because obviously yeah. if like you would stand by your partner if you did, if you think, did think they that, couldn't have done exactly. it exactly yeah. oh, so geez. I'm not saying that she's in the wrong but mm. it's just like dude you had a fucking like it's not it's so many lives you fucked up yeah um, and his dad also um, at the like sentencing, like obviously Annie's parents and fiance and everything, they gave statements. Um, and his dad actually addressed them, and he said that we gave him a what we consider to be a normal, good upbringing. Mm. We he was a lovely, kind person to us, and yeah. Uh, while we can't believe he's done this, he's done it, and we are so sorry mm. for how he's turned out. And yeah. he has destroyed not just your lives, but ours as well. Mm. Yeah. God. Um, That's the thing. It's like they're kind of grieving in a way the loss of yeah. their son. Yeah. And it's sort of not in it's any not way harder, any way. but it's sort of like I do see a lot of times the families of somebody like this sort of being left in that awkward limbo of like we aren't almost allowed to grieve yeah. in the same way or blamed yeah as well. yeah right. um, oh. but yeah that's it really raymond is still in prison but that doesn't bring annie back no and just as a like final note um after researching this case it left me thinking about the fact that not only has Raymond killed one person and robbed them of their life, um, destroying the lives of Annie's loved ones as well, mm. but also with the research that Annie was doing, looking into treating diabetes and cancers, yeah. it just struck me how many other people has Raymond also possibly robbed the lives of and how many more families may have and will suffer because of him cutting short the life of someone who was trying to change the world and make it a better place and was doing so. Yeah. God, wow! Yeah, that is such a good point as well. And I know I have teared up many times throughout this. It's horrible. Oh, like all of them is so senseless. Yeah, yeah, and to just not even give a reason. I know makes you kind of feel like you're just a piece of shit. You don't have a reason. No, you're not giving a reason. Well, you know you don't. She rejected you. Yeah, she's bloody engaged, mate. Exactly. Like, what did you think was going to happen? You come on to her and she falls down at your feet. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, piece of dick. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. But yeah, there we... Yeah. Wow. Um, More rage-filled than Everest. Yeah. (laughs) Gosh. Um... Yeah, I don't really know what to say after that one. I just feel really shit. (laughs) It's, um, (laughs) a very different... Like, it's always, I find, harder to end the true crime ones mm. than, like, your wilderness or survival ones or those ones. Because it's just, yeah. like, 
and now I'm depressed and where do we go from here? Yeah, shit definitely. End. You're like the bad cop to my good cop in yeah. this whole like <laughs> podcast listener relationship. Yeah, you know, let's have a feel good one where the guy climbs down Everest successfully blind and yeah. just to bring you back down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll bring you down to Earth with a bump. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do always, yeah, I'd like never know what to say once um, we finish the game. Yeah. I feel uh, like other podcasts are a lot more they succinct yeah finishing it off mm, they i feel like they have more things to bring to the table afterwards <laughs> yeah we're just like <laughs> they can um, round it off yeah yeah in, enjoy being depressed now. yeah definitely yeah. go have a if you're listening in the evening go have a nice evening try and do something nice yeah whatever other time you're listening to try and do something nice with your day yes and um, give yourself some self-care yeah, exactly. I'm going to go and try and figure out what to have for dinner. Ah, we are having fish gratin. Oh, I mm. think I'm doing, you know, salmon cooked in like the tin foil parcels. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, yes. All right. Cool. We're planning our meals for next week. I'm thinking of maybe doing like a themed week again. Because nice. we did, two years ago, we did wrap week. Yeah. Where we did like oh, different amazing. wraps every day. That's so cool. And I am thinking of maybe we should like reprise that and do it again. Yes. Because I'm like, I really, it was so I love good. Wraps. Yeah. And, you and can they're just, so versatile. Chili mm. wraps chicken and like tzatziki wraps yeah, enchiladas yeah like yeah fajitas um, oh yes <laughs> we made on the sunday when we did wrap week before yeah. we did like yorkshire pudding wraps <gasps> yeah. oh my god those <laughs> are so good with roast potatoes in them yes and chipolatas and yes. we did stuffing and like peas and gravy pulled pork wraps oh my god that would be good yes Oh, I love pulled pork so much. Yes. Yeah. I. So yeah, I'm gonna go home, <laughs> cook the gratin, um, and we've made everyone depressed and now hungry. Yeah. I have to <laughs> cycle home in the dark, which, with the uh, you know little teaser subject matter of next week's episode, I feel a bit creeped out doing. <laughs> um, Spooky episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so. Anyway, we will catch you in a week. Yeah, I was just about to get up and head off and forgot that like we actually have to end the yeah. recording. <laughs> <laughs> have a good week, everyone. Yep. Bye. Bye.